Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world, anyone from professional custodians all the way up to presidential candidates of international countries. One day, my big bodacious dream is to interview um, our actively um, in charge leadership in the country I was born in and any of the leaders that are still alive today, because I believe we can all learn some insight and wisdom Uh, from them, both in the country that I was born in, the United States of America, as well as top leaders from all over the world. Of course, those that are safe to have conversations with and whatnot. Uh, The purpose of Move Happy, our mission, is to help empower you to find happiness from within, especially if you struggle with depression. Maybe you haven't been diagnosed with it yet, but you've been feeling really sad and mopey for longer than two weeks and you can't seem to get over it. Um, I'm a woman just like you who has depression, but I don't allow it to control my life, to control the joy. And sometimes on the show I interview people from various industrial backgrounds. Sometimes the creator of the universe, which is my faith system, my belief system, we respect your faith system, whatever it might be. But in my faith system, sometimes the creator puts on my heart something to talk to you about. And then also, because I'm an extremely creative, musically inclined person, the way I was designed is to sing and to write music. And so sometimes there are episodes that are specifically music related to help tie in the topic, if you will. So I was getting cleaned up after a nice walk in the woods today. And the creator told me, I want you to talk on the topic of detachment and being content. So detachment is when you are essentially disconnected from attaching to possessions, for example. Um, being content is just being happy, being, being satisfied with what you have, not desiring to have anything else. Um, it's a high level in some faith systems. It's a high level of consciousness. Um, I'm not sure exactly the, the terminology, but I want to say uh, we had learned in my junior year in high school, this was a while ago, uh, we, had, we were studying different uh, origins of different faith systems, belief systems, and whatnot. And the year before that, uh, we experienced 9-11 here in the United States. And so it it shook us as a nation. And so I believe a lot of teachers, principals um, wanted us all to have a greater understanding and respect for all cultures and faith systems so that we can we could understand and bring us together. And I want to say that it's a part of the Hinduism belief system. And so feel free to Google fact check me if I'm incorrect, but I want to say it originated um, from that faith system, the, the the idea of detachment, and uh, the 
the purpose, of course, of this show is to help empower you to find happiness. So if there's information that stands out to you that you like, that you feel you can take, glean from, and apply to your life to help you be a happier, more joyful person, then by all means, take what works for you. Um, It won't offend us if you leave some things that don't work quite right for you. And hopefully by the end of the episode, you'll have some actionable steps that you're ready, you're on fire to move in the direction towards more happiness in your life. So how in the world can detachment and being content, how can that possibly help us? be happier. So one cool thing about uh, the episodes when I speak on topics myself is that I don't pre-plan it. I am such a huge planner. Um, I wasn't always a planner when I was a kid, but I grew into it. Um, You learn, uh, especially women, if you're a woman listening to the show, you probably appreciate this. Uh, We wear lots of hats. We have lots of responsibilities. Uh, We are the caretakers of children, uh, either our own or stepchildren, uh, if there are families, if you're in a relationship where there are kids involved, or perhaps uh, you volunteer, you're a Sunday school teacher at your uh, faith system, or maybe you work in a school system, or you work with with people and you get connected to your friends and they have children and you automatically have concern for them because that's how we were designed. Most women were designed to be nurturing and caring for others beyond ourselves. So how in the world can detaching and being content, how can that help us if you're a woman listening to the show or if you're a man? How can you glean nuggets from a woman speaking to you, right? And Well, my hope is that with this unplanned thing that I can help educate you on this topic while also helping you to understand some perspective of leadership from a woman. So we wear as women many hats. We concern ourselves not just with ourselves, but with the families that are connected in our communities if we're decent women. Detaching from ownership of things means that you learn to let go of expectations. It means that you learn to let go of ownership of things. Um, In my faith system, uh, one of the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt not covet. Uh, which is like desiring what other people have and not being happy with what you have. And it's, I think it's a lifetime practice. It's not something that you just decide one day, I'm not going to covet, right? It's you have opportunities every single day to covet or not to covet, right? Um, learning to detach desire for possessions, it is something that you can get better at. The first example that comes to mind is uh, in the winter of 2020, I found myself in a desperate situation needing assistance. Um, I had that year for, uh, let's say, about eight months. I was 
dating someone that we had also um, helped each other with our entrepreneurial journey and whatnot. Um, he was experiencing major psychosis and for the second time had threatened with a plan and started acting on the plan of killing his own mother. So I had reported uh, as a wellness check because uh, he had also started messing with my technologies. I had believed I was suspecting him of remotely hacking into my technologies and it was advised to me from a colleague that was a guest on the show um, that I had met through social media, whatnot, that was a former um, agent in the drug enforcement agency for like 30 years, 20 plus years, and had recommended that I um, request a wellness check on him. And I didn't know what that was. They told me that it was where they come in with uniforms off. They usually bring a woman in and they help to calm the situation down, to check on the mental well-being of an individual. And it, would, it was advised to me to do it because uh, they believed that if this person was messing with my technologies, that they would stop. They would get mad at me, but they would stop. Well, unfortunately, uh, the first responders in that situation, I don't believe, did a wellness check. I believe their stress level was so high during the pandemic there was a 32,000% increase in one location. There was an article printed online uh, in regards to phone calls to 911. Um, I tried to call the non-emergency number, but someone decided that it would be a smart idea during the pandemic to make financial cuts and transferred every single phone call to the recorded line on 911. So their level of stress was really high. And... I had uh, done my due diligence. If you see something, say something. I had reported it. Um, my intentions were pure to help this person that was definitely struggling mentally uh, to get them to stop their actions, uh, but also to have a compassionate perspective towards this individual because I am a mental health advocate, ambassador, and uh, the way my mother raised us was to have an extreme level of empathy and understanding of respect towards someone else. I have this ability to be able to walk in someone else's shoes. I see things differently than most. And I didn't have a vindictive desire to get this person arrested or anything. Um, I believed they needed major help, mental health. Because their son, uh, about a year and a half prior to that, had killed himself. And I believed at that time that the level of stress um, his mother was triggering him. And I, through real life experiences, believed that he would harm her. Because he told me his plan. Because he forgot that he was speaking it out loud because he was having some major psychosis problems. And I, after reporting it, unfortunately, um, that phone call was erased illegally from the authorities. And went through a series of being marked 
as a psychologically not sound person through a certain political party that has been defunded. Their contractors worked extremely hard to destroy my reputation. Um, I believe they are subconsciously uh, being used through the spiritual realm of darkness. Because my mission is so clear, I am so specifically driven from the creator of the universe to help empower people that have suicidal ideations, help to bring them back to a safe, sound, secure mindset, mind frame, because I have been able to be brought back from that state of mind. And I have been called to do this. It's been clear since 2018. I have not stopped my focus on it. I've had to shift directions many times. But I've never discontinued it. So I was needing major help in the winter of 2020. Found myself in safe housing. And received some incredible assistance. Unexpectedly, um, I had really no idea how uh, smart devices worked and whatnot. Um, at that point, I had had a, a smartphone that I knew how to operate for five years. But keep in mind, I'm, I'm a woman uh, who most women are expected to care for others. So I d it's not like I had five years of 24-7 access to a smartphone. We have bits and pieces. You know, you go to a job, you have dinner, you have laundry, you have to do like all these things, right? I had bits and pieces of time to learn how to operate a smartphone. So I was a kindergartner when it came to smart technologies. And I had had a newer laptop I had invested in because my one from graduate school that I got in 2010, the old laptop stopped turning on. It had maxed its capacity, and so I had upgraded the year prior to that in 2019 reluctantly. I hate spending money on myself, but the creator assigned me to this task of growing Move Happy. And then I launched a second business, Erin Nicole Media, to help people save 1,200 hours a year while building their brands online to allow them to have more time doing what they love. And... Both of those businesses had been digitally attacked in the fall of 2020. Um, didn't realize how powerful uh, the social media app LinkedIn was. Um, I had listened to the advice of a social media guru that has a team of, or at one point he had a thousand employees. I'm not sure how many he has now, multiple locations, um, Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk. I was following his methodologies online, his recommendations, and I was taking action as best I could with the time I had available, with the knowledge capacity I had available to learn and apply the principles specifically to my life purpose and direction. And I had been advised from one of my connections through, we initially connected on LinkedIn, and then um, 
were on uh, connected on I think one or two other social media platforms um, had advised me was checking in on me uh, through direct messaging asked me how I was doing with move happy and I was like well I've kind of reached the max that I can do and I'm just struggling because I don't believe the creator desires for me to take business loans out. I don't have time to apply for grants. It's too confusing and I'm working full time and I'm trying my best to not give up. Um, But I know I need to hire people, but I don't have the money to do it. And so he had recommended that I do an internship program through university partnerships uh, through through the business department of universities. He said they are required to do internships as a part of their university requirements. What if you did a partnership with universities and got interns to be a part of your team? You wouldn't have to pay them, but you would write a letter of recommendation for them after their, say, 90 days, and then you would help them land jobs. Or if you were profitable, you could offer them a position to stay at your company. And I was like, that's a great idea. So I made one post about it on LinkedIn. And immediately this person from India reached out and said he had been doing that. That was what he actually did professionally. He had been doing it for, I think he said, 10 years. His job was, uh, he was a business development manager and he worked with universities and he connected university students to help businesses grow through internship programs. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I made one post about it and immediately I had the assistance. So we started the process of getting connected and I asked him what he would want for payment. I said, I don't I'm not in profit mode yet, um, but perhaps we can write up like a percentage agreement that once sales come through, then I would give you a certain percentage and whatnot. And he said he didn't want anything. He loved what I was doing. And he wanted to help me. And, uh, I'm getting emotional because (laughs) so many people have stepped in to help. And I'm so glad that I didn't allow for excuses when the Creator told me to do this in 2018. Because I was an honest citizen in my country. And I was manipulated just like many children are manipulated into going to college, taking loans out. And I had been struggling financially for so long, just trying to be an honest citizen and work and pay my bills. And after being blessed with having my master's degree paid for because I learned to raise my standards because my uncle, who is a Vietnam veteran, educated me on what society didn't train us. He said, you have a teaching degree. You have value. 
you tell that university you only apply to universities that offer graduate teaching assistantships or research assistantships. They will pay your tuition and they will pay you a monthly stipend because it is a value to them. It is cheaper for them to have you with a bachelor's level than to hire someone from the street. Plus, they get tax refunds and benefits as a university to write it off. Only apply to schools that you are willing to drive the distance to and that you can afford to apply to with degrees that you are passionate about. (sighs) Had I known that information in my undergrad, I would have applied to schools. Using my musical gifts. But we can't change the past. We can only learn from it and teach others to not do as we've done from our struggles. Because having a $600 monthly student loan bill when you have $1,600 a month as a teacher, $400 rent, I didn't even have enough money for food with a bachelor's degree in my own country. But they didn't educate us on that. They expected our parents to teach us. And that's okay. Because through some level of grace, I was able to get my master's degree fully paid for. And Navient is still Not quite getting it corrected yet, but I believe they will soon because I went on the federal website, the NSLDS, to get back on track after being hacked into, stolen from, since 2020, consistently for two years. They've stolen any time I posted any level of success of my journey because that's what Gary V told us to do. I I had to unlearn that because these political contractors that have been defunded in our nation supposedly publicly they announced they were defunded, but my husband told me clearly who was my hero of 2020 that he still wasn't sure where the money was coming from that he was receiving. And he tried to quit this organization and they would not let him. They're just trying to destroy him. Detaching and being content with where you're at doesn't mean that you don't desire to grow as a human being. It just means that you're content with physical possessions that you have. What is the purpose of life? The way you define that is also the way that directs your steps, your actionable steps. I knew from a a very young age 
that the purpose of life for me was to love other people. It was really difficult to love people in the fall of 2020. It was really challenging. But I met this homeless veteran. That, uh started taking me to church bought me a uh, keyboard off of the marketplace because he knew I loved to sing and I had written this like 17 page or 20 page typed overnight on Veterans Day in 2020 and I let him read it. It was my request to be the mental health global ambassador of the United States because a couple weeks prior to that this woman that had conned her way into my circle over the course of a year had told me through her high-level political connections and high-level connections in the music industry she was privy to information that lay people like probably most of the people listening to this show are just like me I'm just normal everyday people that go to a job or whatnot these are the mega rich of society that uh, she found out they are adding in every nation a mental health ambassador for each nation, almost like the Olympics, but for mental health. And they would meet, I imagine, with each other to help educate and train from nation to nation because mental health is such a huge stress and strain and I also believe that a lot of the pandemic was preordained from people and this is a way for them to start shifting the focus to start caring for people's mental health and financially backing it she told me that I was in the running I didn't enter myself in any competition I'm not against being a part of it but what it has done since finding that out, um, I have had that same woman was trying to, uh, what is the old saying? Something about riding the coattails. Uh, what she informed me rich people do is they don't work hard. They find people that already have something successful and they go and associate with those people or they steal from them because it's just easier to just do that. That's what she told me. Now, she had a Ph.D. in ministry, so I had to, I had to heal a lot 
and detach from what I believed what I believed as far as faith and loving people, I kind of forgot that um, there's evil in the world because there was so much good that was happening over the course of the growth of my brand very swiftly. I've been extremely detached from physical possessions for a long time because I've had low income for a long time. So what you don't have, you don't really miss. <laughs> but uh, during that same period of time, uh, I had been, I had sat down with uh, this head of this IT company, it was a small company, and he was the CTO of this very, very extremely large medical company based in California that was funded and um, owned by big pharma companies. Um, we're talking multi, multi, multi zeros. Was so impressed after sitting down with me and the recruiter that connected us wanted to pay me for my networking skills and my ability to bring people together. And I was blown away. Again, not realizing the power of LinkedIn and thinking from a lens of love and kindness, which is who I am, not thinking from a lens of darkness and evil and power. And I foolishly posted about it because again, this was 2020, I was a five-year-old when it came to smart technologies. I was a kindergartner and I wanted to show off my art. I wanted to share the excitement with people because that's, that's how we were being trained from the social media leaders. And I also knew that a lot of people lost their jobs in 2020 and a lot of families were struggling and being a woman that cares about my community, that cares about the world and helping people, I desired to bring lots of people jobs if I could through this opportunity. I did not once think about myself and this homeless veteran that I met saw my heart, saw my authenticity. And he was homeless only because he served his country. He put his time in. He had a home that was large for him by himself. And he didn't like that he saw a family with like five or six kids sleeping outside in our own country in the United States of America, which is supposedly one of the richest countries in the world. It didn't sit right with him that he sacrificed for our country, for citizens like this family that he witnessed. And he was so detached from physical possessions that he gave his home away to strangers. That's why he was homeless. That's the only reason why he and I met. 
and I'm grateful for him because he he didn't try to use me like all of these people when they found out about this opportunity that had been uh, gifted to me started figuring out how they could use my superpower to their benefit he didn't care about any of that he helped to teach me and remind me that possessions don't really matter what matters is being present laughing eating a meal and having conversation with people using your gifts if you can heal someone to heal them he actually healed this woman I met her in the Walmart he healed this woman of cancer because at that time he had the spiritual gift the creator of the universe had given him such a unique individual sassy, funny the person that took the payment I can't be that mad at him because he told me exactly where to find this homeless veteran if I happen to get stuck there get placed there I should say he intentionally desired to connect us for selfish reasons. But the Creator uses all things for His greater purpose. And if we stay close to that greater purpose daily, Asking the creator the right questions. How can you use me? How can I be of service to others? There are opportunities every day to be more and more detached from physical possessions, to covet less, and to learn to be content more, which will ultimately bring more joy and more happiness to you because you're really living in the moment and not stressing about tomorrow and not regretting yesterday. A set of verses came to me um, from the Old Testament, from my faith system, and I'm going to share with you, I'm going to read the, the whole chapter to you and please keep in mind that there is some graphic stuff so if you are a parent listening to this with children with young ears you might want to pause it and read through it or listen through it first and if you decide to share it with your kids after that then so be it Um, this is a story of Deborah in Judges 4 and I might pronounce some of the words wrong because I don't have any seminary training I'm just going to do the best that I can um, with the topic of detachment and being content Deborah here we go chapter 4 NIV version 
After Ehud died, the Israelites once again did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, a king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth, Hagium, Hagoyim. That's a hard one. Because he had 900 iron chariots and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years, they cried to the Lord for help. Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at that time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites came to her to have their disputes decided. She was kind of like a judge. She sent for Barak, son of Abanoam from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, take with you ten thousand men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead the way to Mount Tabor. I will lure Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops, to the Kishon River, and give him into your hands. Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Basically, how I see that is like, I'll do this only if you're with me. So he was a little bit skittish. Verse 9. Very well, Deborah said, I will go with you. But because of the way you are going about this, the honor will not be yours. For the Lord will hand Sisera over to a woman. So Deborah went back with Barak to Kadesh, where he summoned Zebulun and Naphtali. Ten thousand men followed him, and Deborah also went with him. Now Heber and Kenite had left the other Kenites, the descendants of Hobab, Moses' brother-in-law, and pitched his tent by the great tree in Zainanim, near Kadesh. When they told Sisera that Barak, son of Abinoam, had come, had gone up to Mount Tabor, Sisera gathered together his 900 iron chariots and all the men with him from Harosheth, Hagiom, to the Kishon River. Then Deborah said to Barak, Go, this is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down Mount Tabor, followed by 10,000 men. At Barak's advance, the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and army by the sword, and Sisera abandoned his chariot and fled on foot. But Barak pursued the chariots and army as far as Harosheth, Hagioim. All the troops of Sisera fell by the sword. Not a man was left. 10,000 people, that's a lot. Sisera, however, fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, Heber, the Kenite, because there were friendly relations between Jabin, king of Hazor, and the clan of Heber, the Kenite. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Come, my lord, come right in, don't be afraid. So he entered her tent, and she put a covering over him. I'm thirsty, he said. Please give me some water. She opened a skin of milk, gave him a drink, and covered him up. 
Stand in the doorway of the tent, he told her. If someone comes by and asks you, is anyone here, say no. But J.L., Heber's wife, picked up a tent peg and a hammer and went quietly to him, where he lay fast asleep, exhausted. She drove the peg through his temple into the ground, and he died. Barak came by in pursuit of Sisera, and J.L. went out to meet him. Come, she said. I will show you the man you're looking for. So he went in with her, and there lay Sisera with the tent peg through his temple dead. On that day, God subdued, ja God subdued Jabin, the Canaanite king, before the Israelites, and the hand of the Israelites grew stronger and stronger against Jabin, the Canaanite king, until they destroyed him. So I was trying to figure out why the Creator gave me this this verse, and first of all, um, that's a badass woman um, to <laughs> basically trick that uh, person because they had good relations as a nation uh, to trick that man through uh, giving him a drink. So uh, watch yourself. Watch yourself if you think women aren't uh, smart little FBI, CIA agents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as detachment and being content, the first thing that comes to mind, honestly, what, what really stood out to me, and you can take, take whatever, um, maybe something else stood out to you, but being detached from the outcome. And this was a woman, this was a prophetess that had been given the spiritual gift from the creator of like future telling. And... Um, I have that gift. Um, bits and pieces of things are revealed to me. And so what what stood out to me was this man didn't respect the words that she had released. And so then she said, well, because you're not fully trusting, you require me to go with you and to do your job for you. You're supposed to be this warrior. Um, I'm going to go with you, and I'm also going to continue being this prophetess, um, but the Creator is not going to give you the honor. It's going to be a woman that's going to defeat uh, these people. And sure enough, it was a woman that pegged right in the temple, the side of the, the man's head. So uh, trust, trust your intuition, and um, I think we all need to have a little more faith in women. Um, being content with where you're at and not desiring to perhaps what a lot of wars are often about is possessing more land and property and things of that nature. Um, so being content with what you have right now. Um, something I learned from my hero of 2020 who became my husband this year is all about uh, he talked a lot about like different cultures and whatnot and the Native Americans and the natives of other countries that were you know like the original people that were born there and they often they take care of the animals if they hunt they use every single part of the animal uh, they don't let anything be wasted. And what we often do, at least in my country, uh, we're really wasteful of things. Um, I was watching this uh, 
movie last week, and it was Reese Witherspoon was in it, and there was these refugees, and um, her job was to help connect them to jobs over here um, because they were in uh, wartime countries and, you know, like real life struggling to survive. Um, Like a lot of people were being killed, kids were being killed and stuff like that. And um, so her job was to help them get jobs and whatnot. One of the one of the boys had gotten a job at a grocery store and there was a homeless person that was getting the groceries out of the trash bin in the back and they were not allowing them to eat, even though they were struggling to, you know, survive because they're homeless in our country. And he didn't understand why we were allowing this food to go to waste. I think we could learn a lot from the Native Americans and the natives of countries that uh, are the people that um, learn to live off the land, that are respectful of nature. I know when you lose a lot of possessions unexpectedly, you go back to the basics. Um, when I had expanded my, my company through the internship program in 2020 across three continents, um, I was just starting to hire people for the first time ever. And through the internship thing, I mean... I definitely learned that if you grow too fast, it can collapse, just like if you built a building without a strong foundation. So I went from having a company across three continents to having zero income coming in and having to have the assistance from strangers. And I learned and was reminded that a lot of things in life don't really matter. A lot of stresses in life we think really matter don't. Do you have food in the fridge? Do you have a fridge? Do you have a way to clean yourself up? Do you know where you're going to be sleeping tonight? Many people don't. Many people don't know that. And I learned a lot about how to detach from my idea of what I thought the creator desired for me to grow this move happy thing. I learned a lot of detachment from my hero of 2020. He wore the same outfit every day. And I finally asked him one day, as we we ended up moving to a second location uh, when we were all kicked out of the first location, I talked about it, um, a couple episodes ago, the reason behind that. And I, this was a stranger. I didn't really fully know him, but I didn't have any other options. And he had given me enough evidence that he was good. He was taking me to church. I had met some of his friends and whatnot. Um, and so I prayed on it and decided that I was going to trust him enough to go with him to this next location And I asked him because I noticed that he wore the same clothes every day. And he said it's easier to get up and go uh, when when you have less possessions. It's easier to go, to move, if you have to move, to be ready to go wherever the creator desires for you to go. 
And I said, well, how do you clean your clothes if you only have one outfit? Like, I was really curious. And he said, I do my laundry when you're asleep. He adjusted everything for me, a stranger. The level of respect he had for women and has for women, I'm grateful for. Because I lost a lot of trust in people. When you have a hit put on your life <laughs> from someone that you allowed into your circle. You ask yourself, what is it about me that I allowed that into my life? Because you don't ever desire to, to do that again. When you date someone that intentionally plans to kill their own mother, and started making actionable steps towards it. You never want to repeat that again. So I had to honestly ask myself, what was it about my intention that was attracting these kinds of people into my life? Something that I learned from Tony Robbins, various videos on YouTube, was that if we take full responsibility, full ownership for the way our life is, as it is, and not make excuses, not blame other people, but take full responsibility, that is the point where we have the power to shift it in a better direction that we desire. So I made the conscious decision to not date anyone the following year. Because I needed time to heal. And it was really challenging. Because the same person that connected me to my hero of 2020 had reached out six months later. And I was physically attracted to this person. He was physically attracted to me as well. And he reached out to, to take me out on a date. Or so I thought. So I had the challenge of being content with not dating anyone because I had made that commitment to myself and on my vision board and shared it with my hero of 2020. He was very upset that I didn't want to be with him because he had proposed to me when we were off the grid, actually before the, in the first safe house, and gave me this ring and was very upset that I didn't want to be with him. But it wasn't about not wanting to be with him. It was about me wanting to take that time to heal. So then six months later, I'm staying at a friend's temporarily as I'm getting back on my feet, getting... Uh, I needed to have a residency, proof of residency in the area so that I could apply for housing and whatnot. 
and I'm staying at a friend's house and I'm telling her all the juicy details of this man, this attractive, physically attractive, but not internally attractive person, um, had reached out to me out of the blue. And I told her that he was the president of this alumni organization and I couldn't stop thinking about him. And I'm so frustrated at myself that I couldn't stop thinking about him. I was dreaming about this person. Now, looking back, I know why he was in my dreams because my gift from the spiritual realm of premonition, um, he caused the chaos, and so he will be correcting the chaos um, with our top-level leadership. But he had reached out to... uh, not take me on a date but he was paid from this woman because he originally uh, took the payment to have me killed and I believe she shifted what she desired instead of killing her uh, ruin her reputation so he asked me to do sexually inappropriate things in public in the middle of daylight This is the former president, because if you look him up online now, it won't show any evidence of it because they're good at covering their trails. This defunded organization, supposedly defunded, the president of this group. tried to get me involved in sexually inappropriate things in public. If he wasn't a part of this organization, he would get a felony and be put on a pedophile list for life for whipping it out in public if he got caught. And he knows better because he's a former first responder and veteran with a big multi-million dollar nonprofit. He received anywhere from 800 to 850 acres from this woman who had access to money. How do I know that? Because I had allowed her on my team. She had built the trust over, over the course of a year through manipulation and she told me that she had access to all the money in the world. And she also told me that she had a private conversation with him. But it's okay because everything that we send out in the world, as Oprah Winfrey says, comes back to us. And although this man desired to take money to grow his nonprofit, thinking that he would never be tried for any crimes because that's what she told me she said to me. So I imagine she said the same thing to him. He still connected me to my hero of 2020 who became my husband this year. Not from traditional means. and There's a pretty big age difference. But this man sacrificed everything for me. And it was the least that I could do because he demonstrated true agape love to me. So I told my, my fiancé before we got married, when we were in the verbal agreements where he was talking with my mom and we were making sure that this was something that we could do together, 
I said I would like a prenup because he has this uh, money coming to his family. Uh, well, it was going to come to a spouse, but he had to be married to this person for two years because uh, when Obama was president, he changed the laws or someone changed the law. I believe he had to sign off on it uh, where this organization that protects our top-level leadership they were no longer able to give their retirement fund that he had been putting his own money into for years to their children. They changed the laws that it had to go to a spouse. So that was why he needed to have a wife. So I said, I would like you to have a prenup written up where however you desire your money to be allocated, if you have an organization that you prefer that no one thinks that we're getting married, that I'm some gold-digging wife. No one's going to say anything bad about me in this marriage because this is going to be true agape love. I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. That the VA doesn't take advantage of you through the hoops and confusion that as you get older I'm going to look out for you take you to your doctor's appointments and make sure that as best I can I'm not the greatest cook but as best I can make sure that you're taken care of from what I can do And uh, about 21 days after we got married, that same woman that I was staying with temporarily that I went on that date down to the big city and told her all about this man that I couldn't stop dreaming about last year. Tried to get me to do inappropriate things in public, and I told him. She said, What did you say to him? I said, I said to him exactly what you told me to say years ago. What are you doing for me? What's in it for me? And I walked to that Uber and I got in that car and left. And I said, Girl, you would have been so proud of me. I stood up for myself. When this man tried to disrespect me. That same woman that I stayed with. They threatened. They coerced her. Threatened her active duty status. She spent over 20 years in the military. Nothing but good level of service to her country. And they coerced her. They threatened her active duty status. I know this because the creator revealed it to me. Creator also revealed to me the website to reach out to our active president. And that website has been since shut down. But I sent, while I was staying in her home, an email inviting our active POTUS to my concert series of the nonprofit that I had launched that she was my nonprofit business partner. They coerced her, threatened her to get her to pretend like she was not connected to me.
they had her when I got married about 21 days after being married. They had her call me out of the blue and traced the phone call. I know that because my husband told me. I don't know nothing about any of that stuff. But I know that when you're top-level government, you have access to things that are illegal for the rest of us. Why was it that they desired to trace my location and to trace the location of my newlywed husband when it was none of their business? It's because they are breaking laws. It's because there's these two leaders that for whatever reason are having this big masculine dispute and they're causing lots of families to be separated when they could just lean in be detached, be content with where they're at. Instead, they're trying to, once again, destroy a veteran's life who served his country. And also prevent that money from his retirement fund from going to the people. My husband had agreed to do a prenup, but then he never wrote it up and we got married really quickly. So when he passes away, I'll be gifted that retirement money. But what they're trying to do is destroy him before it hits the two-year mark. I know it because we were forced to separate. And it's, it's sad because I don't get to check in on him. But I trust that he's got enough friends that are looking out for him. But I'd really prefer to, for us to be united as a family. But just like Deborah, I've been called to something greater than my earthly desires to be close to my husband. So I'm practicing every day being detached from the idea of being physically close to my husband. It took me a couple of months to realize what was going on earlier this year. Because he was acting all kinds of funny and kept asking for a divorce because he had not been with someone for a long time. And his previous relationships um, were not very honest with him and disrespected him pretty greatly, I imagine. So for him forcing us to be separated and divorced, I was hurt. I was butt hurt. And I did some things that I'm not proud of. That's between my husband and I, and I'm sure these uh, government contractors illegally gained access to my messaging and will probably hold on to it to use it later in some scandal they'll release on, online or whatnot. But it's fine, because there's no secrets between my husband and I. And the day that we see each other again in person, which I believe will happen soon, I don't know when... But I'm going to have that honest conversation with him about while we were separated because I really did believe we were divorced. So I moved on, tried my best, but I couldn't. 
I couldn't because the creator reminded me. Of the commitment that I made to him. And your girl here is going to be like the today version of Mother Teresa. And I'm going to be by myself. Serving the world. Serving those with depression. Serving those that maybe are not diagnosed with depression but are struggling to find joy and happiness. Because this is my calling Even if I don't ever receive funding from any external source. Even if they continue stealing from me and my family and continue trying to personify as Republicans and continue creating situations to manipulate me. I'll continue doing this because this is what the creator has called me to do even if they tried to disappear me I would continue until the day I die because when the creator calls you to something you have to be a fool to ignore it and mama didn't raise no fool You, my friends, that are listening, you have been called to something great. And it is your duty to figure out as soon as possible what that is. To let go of selfish ambition. But to truly ask your deity, whether it's Allah, Buddha, nature, God, creator, science, whatever it is that is greater than you, ask it. For me, I speak to my creator that I believe designed me specifically to help bring people together and to entertain. I say, how? Can I serve your people today? Whom should I focus on? That's when things get revealed to me. I'm working on a song that came to me earlier today. I don't have the melody yet. The creator very specifically told me that I am going to be singing a song to help teach people how to understand me better because I know there's a lot of a lot of leaders that are trying to understand how I could do the things that I do and learn about my powers understand just understand me greater because there's a lot of people a lot of power players that are moving their time around for me and they're trying to figure out who is this girl so I'm going to write about it. This song, I believe, when it's done, when it's released, will not only benefit people understanding me better, but it'll also help to make the world a more loving place, which is what I believe we're all called to do.
and there are many people that are designed as warriors and I'm so grateful for those people because their job is to destroy anyone that is preventing love from expanding I'll say that one more time warriors of light their job is to destroy anyone or any power of darkness you get to decide every day if you're going to be on the side of light and love or if you're going to grow more dark more angry more covetous, more jealous. Both light and dark are in all of us and you get to decide what, which part you're going to fuel. Thanks guys so much for listening on this week's topic or t- today's topic, I should say. There's been more than one episode each week. I've had a lot to share apparently. But this week's topic, this episode specifically was on detachment and being content If you learned something today, if we added value to you today, it would mean the world to my family. If you would take it on social media and share it and tag us. And tag, especially tag those leader power players that are in your circle. Because we're not alone and... If we're going to accomplish this thing of helping to empower the world to find happiness from within and to help end global suicide, we need we need leaders to step up and join us. At this time, we're not able to receive any financial donations um, because these dark leaders uh, had gotten my nonprofit bank account shut down illegally. Um, I know that we'll get a new one opened up soon at some point, but we're not there yet. So, and plus they were um, using my social security number illegally in money transferring um, through personification. So um, once that gets cleared up, uh, we'll get a, we'll get a bank account opened up. But until then, until then um, we don't need money to continue growing. Um, We would love your support in connecting with Uh, more people of light and love and if you so desire to share this with a family member or a friend that you know is struggling with mental health right now maybe they've um, lost someone in their life maybe they're going through a divorce maybe they, they are looking for work and they're just struggling right now we encourage you to share it with those people especially that are struggling to give them some hope some encouragement some love and Uh, We are doing the listening room competition when the creator allows us to open it back up when that Judas in my circle apologizes in front of our top level leadership and corrects the wrong and repays everyone that he's stolen from. We'll get it back, get it back and moving. But our first first level is uh, the 10,000 downloads and then I'm going to be hosting a private concert experience called the listening room experience and uh, might also have some guest musician friends as a part of it you can access our downloads from any computer or laptop 24 7 by going on the movehappy.podbean.com that's t-h-e 
movehappy.podbean.com. And you can see where we're at. We're a little over 40% of the way, so um, it's pretty cool, pretty neat, because that's uh, real people, including myself. Sometimes I review the show to make sure uh, the people that ha are hacking into my stuff aren't changing around my wording and whatnot, because I've had to change some episodes a few times from their illegal trickeries. Uh, but for the most part, it's real people listening, no fake bots. Um, somehow we're ranked from, from your efforts um, in the top 10% um, as of the Listen Notes website that ranks all podcast shows. So somehow, I don't, it don't, it don't make no sense to me. But we're in the top 10% out of over, I think, 2 million shows, something like that. Um, some people quit and die off, so you could check uh, the internet to see how many podcast shows are in the world, but I'm grateful for those of you that have been listening consistently to the show. Um, we don't really take political sides, my husband and I. Uh, we don't. Uh, he's got a job that he's been assigned to, um, just as I have a job that I'm assigned to. Uh, we desire to bring love, light, and peace in the world. And hopefully you do too. So take a look at the downloads. Um, all political parties, all religious faiths are welcome to these private concerts, but essentially it is a space for us to say thank you for you helping us to build out this brand without any business loans. Um, so we're willing to take the time for it to grow naturally, organically. And Ultimately, my husband has the final say if someone is or is not invited to those parties. So we, uh, we thank you for, for allowing us to be a part of your journey and for listening to the show. I would love it. Like, I would absolutely love it if we had top-level leadership in my private concert. Like that would be like the neatest thing to be able to sing my own original music for top level leaders from my country that I was born in and all over the world. That to me, like that's next level for me. Cause I've been able to do a lot when it comes to singing and performing. I mean, my senior year in high school, I got to sing for an NBA team, like sing the national anthem. We we're in our music group. Like we got to do really big things I've, I sang for thousands of people as a five-year-old, so I wanna continue up-leveling my craft and continue challenging myself, because that brings me joy. So to be able to sing for top-level leaders and get their attention, I mean, that would be so freaking cool. So that's kind of like the vibe, right? And how valuable would that be if you, just by listening to the show, and sharing it with a few people if you got to be in that same room. Like, I can't promise that top-level leaders are going to be in the space, but, like, I'm going to do my part to get them invited. Our last concert we had a, as a part of our nonprofit last year through Erin Nicole Ministries for veterans and first responders, we had a presidential candidate in attendance. 
through the power of social media. So I wouldn't put it past leadership to want to be a part of it because who doesn't like music, right? I mean, they had Beyonce a couple years ago, like that she got to sing, uh, I think Aretha Franklin song or some, no, Etta James song. She sang at last for President Obama. Like anything's possible. Just dream big. Dream big and believe and speak. Speak your desires and dreams out loud. If your heart and your intention is to help the world be a better, more loving place, chances are you're going to get exactly what you're speaking, what you desire. That's what I believe. So I'm learning to shift my intentions and whatnot by soaking in what leaders say because success leaves clues. And I'm an entertainer. That's how, that's how I was born. I was designed, shaped, molded, and I've worked at being an incredible entertainer. And we can always get better at what we were designed to do. I've been singing for 31 years, and I love teaching. So I get to both entertain, perform, and bring other musicians to give them the space and opportunity to perform as well. And I get to help young kids be inspired to dream big. Like, I'm freaking so blessed. I'm so incredibly blessed. I am sad that I'm not with my husband right now, but I believe we'll be reunited one day. So I'm gonna continue focusing in on what I can control, which is how I choose to spend my time and what I choose to focus on. So that on that day when we do get reunited, I get to tell him all the wonderful things that I have been up to since he's been gone. And if you have a spouse that is in the military right now, and maybe they're overseas, uh, either for our country or another country, and maybe they're fighting wars right now, they don't desire for you to be sad and mopey while they're gone. They desire for you to stay plugged in, get connected to your community, volunteer, have good things to talk about when they get back so they know that they've been fighting for the country and it's all been worth it. Stay honorable to your relationship. Keep your vows. If you guys have an open relationship where you're cool about dating other people, um, it's not my thing, but I have some friends that are like that. And as long as you communicate with your partner and you're being honest, that's where love can grow. That's where trust is formed. All right, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show. And don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.